Our Old Testament reading today is from Psalm 100. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into God's presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is God that made us, and we are God's. We are God's people and the sheep of God's pasture. Enter God's gates with thanksgiving and God's courts with praise. Give thanks to God. Bless God's name. For the Lord is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. And God is faithful to all generations. The word of God for the people of God. steadfast love and the faithfulness of our Lord lasts forever. Hope you're listening. That's one of the Psalms that is a cheerful Psalm. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. And that's what happened in Jericho a long time ago as Jesus came to town. Now, Jesus had been uh, uh, traveling throughout Palestine, sharing the gospel, repentance, and good news, and of life. And uh, this is a part of that story, except that this is a part of the path that he's taking uh, through the towns and villages on his way to Jerusalem for the Passover feast. And uh, he had uh, uh, just encountered uh, a blind man on the outskirts of Jericho, and he brought new life and sight to this gentleman. He had blessed the children. He had given instruction to a rich young ruler who went away very sad because he didn't want to give up any of his possessions. Jesus said that was one thing he lacked. And so it's in that uh, context that Jesus is now coming to the village of Jericho, which is uh, just down the street from Jerusalem. And it was a bustling uh, city, uh, lots of trade, lots of commerce. But uh, there were some uh, sinners and prostitutes, thieves and tax collectors that lived there. I suppose in every town that's the case. Maybe not in our town. But the gospel text today drops us in on that visit to Jericho, Luke 19, beginning with verse 1. I invite you to stand. And Jesus entered Jericho as he was passing through it. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. And so he ran ahead and he climbed in a sycamore tree because he heard that Jesus was going to pass that way. Well, Jesus came to the place And he looked up and he saw Zacchaeus and he said, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down because I'm going to stay at your house today. And Zacchaeus hurried down and was happy to welcome him. But all those who saw it began grumbling, says, he goes to be the guest at one who is a sinner. 
Zacchaeus then stood and said to the Lord, Look, half of all my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Jesus said, Today, salvation has come to this house for he also is a son of Abraham and the son of man came to say, seek and save the lost. I hope you're listening, especially now as we unpack this story. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Now, this is probably a perfect time since uh, we're beginning to wear masks again to uh, sing a song that you learned in Sunday school. Uh, and if you haven't learned it in Sunday school, you heard it here first. Uh, so if, if, if you sound silly, no one will know because you've got a mask on. But it says, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree, the Lord he wanted to see. Then, then the Savior passed that way. He looked up in the tree and he said Zacchaeus you come down from there for I'm going to your house today for I'm going to your house today you get the prize between first second and third services you did the best I'm really proud of you Yes, well, and and that's been a wonderful way to keep that in my mind as I've lived all of my life to sing that little tune. And really, it's a happy tune uh, because there was a part of Zacchaeus that wanted Jesus to give him a little bit of attention. I mean, if you're a tax collector and everybody hates you and tries to block you from seeing the master who's coming to town uh, and you climb a tree, yeah, I think you want to be noticed. I think you want to be noticed. If nothing else, there was a hole in his soul. Let me tell you about that. There probably should have been some congressional hearings held in Jericho in those days about the internal revenue service that existed in those parts because tax collectors were cheats. They would bilk people out of their money and sometimes even their animals and their homes. They were hated. They were hated beyond hate. First of all, no one wanted to pay taxes to Caesar because it was an oppressive uh, government that was holding the Jews back. Nobody wanted to pay taxes to them. And then nobody wanted to pay taxes to a tax collector that was collecting more than their fair share because, you see, the emperor wanted what the emperor wanted, and all the tax collectors knew that they had to bring in that base amount. But permission was given. Now, whatever else they bring in beyond the minimum due, they could keep for themselves. And Zacchaeus was one of those that kept it for himself. Now, you can just go to the the outskirts of the suburbs into the posh neighborhood and see where Zacchaeus' mansion was. 
And I'll bet he had a fence around it because there's a lot of people who were very angry at him. Now, it doesn't say this in the text itself, but uh, Gary Brooks, being a short person, understands what it's like to try to see above people who are six foot tall and taller. It's next to impossible, especially if they don't like you because they kind of stand in front of you. They're going to make sure that you're not going to get a view. And Zacchaeus was desperate enough, hmm, desperate enough, I believe, that he ran ahead and he climbed up in a sycamore tree. And the story goes as if Jesus knew the moment he walked into Jericho that there was someone he needed to touch. As when he came to that tree, I mean, anybody can climb a tree. How many of you climbed a tree in your life? Well, rest of you need to. And... um, I mean, it it, it happened on a regular basis, especially when a parade came to town, but he saw Zacchaeus and he called him down. Now, Zacchaeus was a rascal and everyone knew that. He was the kind of guy, he was the kind of guy that would drive up behind you at night, flash his brights and honk his horn just to make you mad. He was the kind of guy who would take you to dinner and leave you stuck with the tab. He was the kind of guy that if you came up to him and said, could I please have one more week to to, to find the money to pay my taxes, he would double your taxes and say, pay up or go to jail. He was the kind of man that would sell your mother-in-law if he thought he could get some money out of her. And everyone knew that he was rich. He was short. He was probably kind of plump from all that rich food. And he, I'm going to guess, didn't have very many friends if he had any at all. You see, as I look at this story, I see Zacchaeus as someone whose pockets were full and overflowing, but whose soul was bankrupt. He was empty. He had one of those proverbial holes in his soul. And he was beginning to find that having a bunch of stuff, having a a mansion, having all kinds of money doesn't bring happiness. Now, perhaps he'd heard about Jesus touching the eyes of a gentleman just on the outskirts of Jericho as he came in. That word travels fast. We don't know what went through Zacchaeus' head, but we do know what Dr. Luke says is that he was trying to see who Jesus was and he was going to get it done even if it meant climbing a tree. Jesus came to that place and he looked up. Zacchaeus, I'm going to stay at your house today. And it says Zacchaeus hurried down and was happy to welcome him. And then all of a sudden the story jumps to mid-afternoon or whenever the time came when Zacchaeus stood up to make his announcement. Oh, if we could only know what Jesus was talking to Zacchaeus about. 
He had talked not too long before to the rich young ruler and saying what he needed to do to be saved. He had reviewed with him the, the law to love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, I've done all these for my youth. And then Jesus told that young ruler, you lack one thing. He said, go and sell everything you have and, and give it to the poor. And the young man went away very sad. So one could wonder, what was it that Jesus was going to talk to Zacchaeus about? Well, we'll never know. But then again, if you read the red letter words in your Gospels, you will learn all that Jesus taught and shared about the kingdom of God. And I'll bet you would have a pretty good idea of what Jesus and Zacchaeus talked about. Because there came a point in which the text says Zacchaeus stood and he said to the Lord, Look, I've made a decision. I've made a decision. And that decision for him was to give half of his possessions to the poor. And uh, if he defrauded anyone, cheated anyone, he'd pay back four times as much. And I'll bet as a bean counter he was, he calculated during that conversation that even after he did all this, he would still have plenty to live on. And if he didn't, I'll bet the guy was ready to sell his mansion. What is the lesson of the story? For me, it starts with Jesus. That where the crowd was ready to condemn and shame, Jesus preferred to love and invite. That's what brought Zacchaeus out of that tree. Jesus was not there to condemn him, but to sup with him and be with him and to care for him. And the second part, the second lesson that I think can be learned from this story is that when you've got a hole in your soul, if you let the master come and have his way with you, that hole can begin to shrink and begin to heal. And our master knows the very best way in which that can happen for each of you. For he knows your heart He knows your mind, and he knows your true intents. So if you've got a hole in your soul, I encourage you not to leave this room until you find a way to to, to start getting some healing on that so that that can begin to shrink up and disappear, kind of like it did for Zacchaeus. I can just picture Zacchaeus coming back into town from that posh place in the suburbs and people seeing him still with a scorn on their face. Well, what did Jesus do to you? And he had a smile on his face and he had money in his hands and he was singing a tune. I've got a mansion just over the hillside in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder we shall never more wander, but walk those streets that 
our purest gold. Now, if I had bags of money, I'd have walked down the aisle and I'd have thrown it to all of you. Because it seems to me that whether or not he had a mansion in the suburbs didn't matter anymore. Whether or not he was filthy rich didn't matter anymore. What mattered was he had a mansion in the better place. And that was with our Lord Jesus Christ. In just a few moments, we're going to baptize a couple of young men. And I've talked to them, and they have asked for baptism. They want to repent of their sin, pledge their lives to Jesus, and promise to walk the Christian way. Weston and Evan, you're starting early. I want to commend you for that in saying yes to Jesus because he will never let you down. And mom and dad, as you join the church, we've got some others that are joining today. It's a part of our journey to affirm the faith in the one who dared enter Jericho and dared find us when we're out on a limb and not condemn us, but rather love us and grant us a place in his kingdom. That's Zacchaeus, the wee little man who now stands very tall in the annals of transformation. Amen.